Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I have a question for Gavin Newsom. I have a question for Andrew Cuomo. I have a question for the governor of Illinois, this Pritzker person. I have a question for the governor of... Colorado, this Polish person. What does the end game of the coronavirus shutdown lockdown look like? Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC. Police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable. When the local anchor man reigned supreme. When people believed everything they heard on TV. This was an age when only men were allowed to read the news. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. And suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. In other words, Graham Ledger was the balls. Mm. I look good. I mean, really good. Hey, everyone! Come and see how good I look! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did so with glee, didn't he? This is a guy who's coming out every day in California on television, Gavin Newsom, the radical governor of the formerly great state of California, the former Golden State. He's coming out every day, and he's scaring the daylights out of Californians, regurgitating these death numbers. I've never seen anything like this in my life. You you uh, You have mainstream media... Reading the names and, and who these people were, they're, they're reading obituaries. It's like they're opening up the old newspapers and they're saying, oh, you know, so-and-so died and this was his life and these are the people left. Of course it's sad. Of course we don't want people to die. Of course we want to take this virus seriously. But 
it's very clear to me, and it has been from the onset, that the so-called cure is more draconian and more dangerous and more damaging than the virus itself. This entire fiasco has been a government production and largely government in blue states. You don't see this kind of reaction in many red states that you see in California and that you see in New York and that you see in Illinois and you see in Colorado and you, you see in these many blue states and, and blue cities uh, that are led by these, these radicals in these cities and states like California and specifically Los Angeles. You don't see the draconian reaction. For example, in Florida, you have uh, Governor Ron DeSantis who reluctantly said, hey, you know what, it would be a good idea for folks to stay home if they don't have to go outside. He didn't want to do that. Clearly, he didn't want to do that. But he also had a nice constitutional carve-out. And he said, hey, you know what, if you folks want to practice your religion, imagine that. You want to exercise your First Amendment rights to not only practice your religion openly and with other people, but you want to do it in, in an assembly. You want to do it with more than one person, isolating yourself, watching mass online. How ridiculous is this? Tell The Catholic Church telling me that I need to celebrate Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday online. This is not what was meant to be, to be a Catholic. A lot of times, my time in church is, is a meditation process. How in the wide world of sports am I supposed to meditate at home when I got all these distractions going on around me? I got cell phones going off. I have the TV over here. I have the refrigerator making noise. There's, I have the, the train whistle going by. Please, this is not the solution. And this is what scares the living daylights out of me, is that what elements of this craziness that has been imposed on our lives, social distancing, um, the, uh, the draconian measures being put in place by blue state governors, uh, the draconian measures being put in place by Congress, $2.2 trillion in spending and paying people not to work. Not only paying people not to work, paying them in full, but plus plus. So you can make more money staying home, not working, than you can actually going to your job. What elements of this craziness is going to be here to stay? This is what scares the living daylights out of me. And the numbers simply do not warrant what we are all enduring here. And I know what's going on here, and I smell it out from day one. And this is why I'm taking a lot of heat. For the last month, I have been saying that they failed at impeachment, that they failed at Robert Mueller, that they failed with Comey, they failed with Russian collusion, they failed, they failed, they failed, they failed, they failed, but they, they found something that all Americans can understand. Of course all Americans can understand sickness. We've all been sick, number one. Number two, we all understand fear. And so when the Democrat Party, the operatives in the Democrat Party, began teaming up either consciously or subconsciously with the mainstream media to scare the living daylights out of people, then that's when Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the rest of them, Adam Schiff, said, Ah-ha-ha-ha! Ah-ha! We got it now! We've got something that will infiltrate 
every household in America. And not only that, we're going to grind the United States economy to a halt. Why? Because we have these radical governors in place in California and New York and Illinois and Colorado and combined, that's about 20-25% of our gross domestic product. And of course, California has Silicon Valley, for example, and it has the Port of Los Angeles, for example. So there's a lot, a lot of commerce going on and coming out of California. As they always say, the governor likes to brag, well, we'd be the sixth largest economy in the world. Yes, but you don't have money. You don't print money. Only the federal government can do that. You don't have an army, Governor Newsom. You don't have a navy. You don't have an air force. You don't have the same thing. If you broke off into a sovereign state, which I think, Many of the other 49 are cheering for at this moment in time. If you broke off, you wouldn't know what the heck. You would be vulnerable to attack immediately because you have none of this infrastructure in place. You don't really have the sixth largest economy in the world, California. You are an appendage of the rest of the United States. And together we function together. And that's the problem. That's what they realized. They realized that if California shuts down, and if Colorado shuts down, Illinois, and New York, just those four states, they're going to affect everybody in the country. And that's what's going on here. Hello, everyone, again. I'm Graham Ledger, and this is the Ledger Report. So here's the question. Here we are, day, what, 493, into the coronavirus shutdown, lockdown, shakedown. How does this thing end? No, I want to know. How does it end? Somebody tell me how the Wuhan coronavirus response by state and local government, not the federal government, this is state and local government driven, tell me how it ends. What does the picture look like exactly? I know the numbers. I've been crunching the numbers from day one, and they still don't add up. We still don't have as many deaths from a couple of months of the Wuhan coronavirus that we would have in one month of the seasonal flu. It just makes no sense to me. I'm a number person. And I look at these numbers and I keep looking at these numbers. I look at them in New York. I look at them individually. New York and and California uh, and in Los Angeles. I don't look at the Chinese numbers anymore because they're absolutely worthless. But globally, globally, about 70,000 people dead and and 1.2 million confirmed cases. That's nothing. Do you know how many people die every day globally? About 150,000 people, 100 to 150,000 people die every day across the world. And right now, our grand total is 70,000 globally? And we're supposed to be in a panic because of that? And then you look at the United States numbers. We're a country of 330 million people. And we have, right now, this moment in time, 330,000 folks who have tested positive. That's a drop in the bucket. In a population of 330 million, we have 330,000. Does everybody know about decimal places? Does everybody know about numerators and denominators? This is the question. Because that 330,000 is the denominator. The numerator right now is about 10,000. And so people look at that and they say, oh, it's 10,000. Yes, but somewhere in the neighborhood between six and 10,000 people die every month in the seasonal flu, depending on how bad the seasonal flu is. 
And then you start drilling down and you look at California. I'm just going to ignore New York right now, which seems to be plateauing. Which, see, this is the problem. Cuomo's going to come out and say, look, ha-ha, you know, our, our efforts did it. We plateaued and we flattened the curve and now we're on the downside. How do we prove he's right? How do we prove he's wrong? How do we know that it, this wasn't just Mother Nature doing Mother Nature's sweet old thing with any virus? We cannot pl- prove Mario Cuomo, or Mario, Andrew Cuomo, sorry, I'm stuck in the, in the 80s and the 90s. We cannot prove Andrew Cuomo correct, and we can't prove him wrong. And this is what's going to bother me for the rest of my life, because I am crunching these numbers. And California right now has 260 dead in a state that has a population of somewhere, who knows, because of all the illegals, somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 million. Okay, so we have 260 dead out of 35 million, maybe 40 million people, we just don't know. And that's a mortality rate, by the way. 260 is the numerator. The denominator puts the mortality rate at 3%. Now, that is a high number. That's a very high number. Because we don't know how many people are walking around asymptomatic in California, right? You can multiply it by X, the denominator. And we also don't know how many people in California had the Wuhan coronavirus many months ago. And there's evidence that this thing may have been in the United States dating as far back as uh, the beginning of the flu season. You know, you're talking October, November. Physicians were diagnosing people with flu-like symptoms. They would give them a test, and about 80 to 90% of the tests would come back positive for the flu, but that remaining 10, 20%, guess what? They didn't know what in the hell it is. Yet they had flu-like symptoms, including cough, which is one of the main ones for the Wuhan coronavirus. So the numbers don't square in Los Angeles. This is America's second largest city. Now, there's some big differences, obviously, geographically, in the way people live in Los Angeles versus New York City. I know that. But here, you know, we have a city, I don't know, the county is 10 million. So the city is, um, I think it's 4 or 5 million, something like that. So stipulate 4 or 5 million. In Los Angeles, the city of, there have been 89 dead. All right, And in the county of 10 million, it's the same figure, 89. So they look at the city and the, and the county of Los Angeles together. 89 people dead in the county of Los Angeles with 10 million people. If you run the numbers, if you put the, the number of dead in the numerator and the denominator, you put the population, right? This makes sense, right? This is the chance of the population contracting the Wuhan coronavirus that puts the, the number at 0.00089 chance right now of getting the Wuhan coronavirus and dying. All right? And of course, the number's going to be slightly bigger for the chances of you contracting the Wuhan coronavirus and not dying. But the point is, why is the governor of California doing this? Why is the governor of California shutting down the beaches? Why is the governor of California shutting down the parks? Why is the governor of California and the, and the local counties shutting down golf courses? Why are they shutting down golf courses? Now, I can see golf courses individually shutting down to protect their employees potentially or because maybe they have to protect their business and they, wanna, they have to lay people off. They have to furlough people 
temporarily because they know the federal government's going to pay their salary for months. What genius came up with that plan? What person who or persons who's never worked in the private sector came up with an unemployment number that is going to match your salary plus plus? Somebody who maybe uh, helped write Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals? Somebody who maybe helped uh, Joseph Stalin uh, take over the, the Russian economy so many, many years ago? Maybe somebody by the name of Karl Marx? This thing is like a, a slow, to me, it's like a slow rolling nightmare. And I can't speak enough about it. M- more so from a constitutional perspective, because the stay-at-home orders violate the United States Constitution. And, I'm, and I said, God bless these churches who are operating. And you know what they're doing? They're using common sense. They're not handing out communion uh, hand to tongue, for example. They're, and they're not sitting shoulder to shoulder in the pews. They're doing social distancing. They're using hand sanitizer. They're taking precautions. Gee, can you imagine that? In the United States of America, we're walking and chewing gum at the same time. What a concept. And so instead of set, shutting down the virtually the entire economy, what we probably have about 20-25% of the economy operating right now, I'm considered essential. But you know what? My hairstylist isn't. <laughs> How do you like that? So, I'm essential. I have to go on television. How in the wide world of sports do I maintain my look on television exactly when my hairstylist is not considered essential? So we had to sneak. I felt like it was Mission Impossible and I needed a little bit of music and I'm sneaking into her salon and knocking on the door. What's the password? The password is Tango Robert Uniform Mary Poison. You uh, military people out there, you know what I just spelled. It's Trump. <laughs> that was the uh, password so I could get a haircut. I felt like I was part of the German resistance and helping out the Jews in World War II. I'm not kidding you. I am not exaggerating. This is the way it feels to me to live in this lockdown mode. And so now the good people of California, and there are a few good ones left in California, and the few good ones in New York, and the few good ones in Illinois, and the more plentiful ones, I think, in Colorado. What does it look like? What does the end look like? Are you gunning for, uh, Gavin Newsom, are you gunning for zero cases? Because that's not, ain't going to ever happen, right? We're not going to have zero cases. Okay, so in, in California, Gavin Newsom, you've got 260 cumulative cases after more than a month of keeping tabs here. What, what number are you shooting for here? And the daily cases, you know, they're in the dozens. So what does the end look like for Gavin Newsom? This is what scares me. What does the end look like for Mario Cuomo? It's not the same ending that Donald Trump sees. And see, what we're going to have here then is a collision at some point after Easter. You know, when Donald Trump is chomping at the bit with the rest of America and red, white, and blue Americans who want to get the hell back to work and get our economy going again, you're going to have Donald Trump chomping at the bit along with tens of million Americans who say, this is bogus. And then you're going to have Gavin Newsom and all the idiots in California who are drinking the Kool-Aid saying, and I've seen and I've heard this repeatedly, oh, he's doing such a good job. Gavin Newsom is, is protecting us 
And you people, you you need to stay home and and oh, they're gonna they they rat you out if you go outside without a mask. And you have this ding dong mayor, this Eric Garcetti of Los Angeles, trying to put on a mask, <laughs> and he's fumbling and he's oh, excuse me, I and he puts it over his eyes and he's like it's all cockeyed and crooked. And this is what it, this is what we're gonna have to get used to seeing each other now. It was a made-for-Saturday-Night-Live moment, the old Saturday-Night-Live. I'm sure the new one's going to ignore it because it's a Democrat mayor in a Democrat state governed by a Democrat, in that case, radical governor. And it might actually look make Trump, Donald Trump look good. Uh, there's some counties in, in California now that have a mandatory wear-a-mask order or you're going to jail. Do you Can you imagine this? Folks, step back and add all this up. And think of it through a constitutional lens. And think of it through the Bill of Rights lens. And think of it through the Declaration of Independence lens. What would James Madison and George Mason and Alexander Hamilton and George Washington say about this, do you think? Do you think that they are spinning in their graves right now? They're saying, what in the hell are you allowing these people to crush your constitutional rights for? At the same time, shutting down the United States economy. Are you people crazy? Do you know how vulnerable you have just made yourself to foreign attack? Think about it. You've just made the United States extremely vulnerable to all kinds of attack, be it physical or cyber or what have you. And you know that Kim Jong-un is sitting there eating his bonbons and his... What is it? The collar that you... They used to call that like a barber collar, jackets that he wears or whatever, and um, and his haircut. And he's saying, aha, aha, this is all it takes? This is all it takes to bring America to its knees? <laughs> a little virus? Well, we're going to get work on that right away. We're going to turn our sweat camps into a virus building camps. And, of course, they have a lot of volunteers to, to see how bad the viruses are. They're not really volunteers. They're forced volunteers, but that's the way our enemies work. And yes, China is our enemy. And why in the world are we building penicillin, the vast majority of our penicillin, in enemy territory? Could you explain that one to me? If ever we learned any kind of lesson from any of this, is to bring penicillin manufacturing back home, don't you think? Don't you think that's an essential asset? Kind of like building tanks? Do you think we ought to farm out building tanks to Cuba? Do you think that would be a good idea? So then why are we farming out penicillin to China? And God knows what else we're allowing the Chinese to build. So you're going to have this collision, ladies and gentlemen. And the collision is going to be, it's going to be ugly. You know, it is, to a certain degree, kind of what the, the framers of the Constitution wanted. This is a federalist system. And they wanted big decisions to be made at the state and local level. The President of the United States does not have the power to order a restaurant to close, and the President does not have the power to order a governor to open up the restaurants. So you're in this no-man's land. But remember, the Governor of California doesn't have the power to order a business to close either. And I don't care what laws these geniuses quote. This is a clear violation of the Constitution, and these businesses that will not reopen 
and X amount are not going to survive this. They, in my opinion, and some people brighter than me's opinion, they have a great case of a violation of the Fifth Amendment, among other amendments and other constitutional violations. The Fifth Amendment is the takings clause. The governor of California has taken that restaurant that went out of business, taken it away from the owner. I hope that there are lawsuits out the wazoo for the governor of California. I hope they name him personally in these lawsuits, along with Cuomo and all the other radicals out there. And the mayor of Los Angeles, the mayor of San Francisco, who cares about San Francisco's a war zone. Why is Congress not in session, by the way? Of course, they're on their um, spring slash Easter break, but you can't practice going to church. So why, why is Congress? We have people risking their lives, uh, ostensibly, you know, in the grocery stores and in the gas stations and the truckers, right? We have all these, quote, essential personnel, including me, essential personnel. Why is Congress so wimpy that they can't show up to work? Hmm? Are they that valuable? But isn't Congress essential? Well, I think that they should be considered essential. So if they're essential, they need to show up to work. I want to see them. Social distancing, whatever. They should be at their job. If you step back and you look at the big picture and you see what I see, that the numbers just simply do not add up, do not warrant this kind of response. You have to ask yourself, what's going on here? Why, why is this happening? There's just simply no explanation. And I'll tell you something. If this collision I keep talking about happens and the blue state governors win, and California, even though their mortality rate is infinitesimal at this point, California continues to stay closed, and New York continues to stay closed, and Illinois continues to stay closed. In Colorado, like I said, that's a decent portion of our gross domestic product. If this thing continues beyond May and they want to drag it into June, and who knows? God knows how long they want to drag this on. Oh, there's still a case there. Sorry. We have to shut down the entire state. Yep, there's one case there in Santa Clara County. Shut down the entire state just in case. Could just see Newsom. Oh, well. You know, we don't want to relapse. Hey, Gavin, the weather's getting warmer. That's a natural inhibitant for any virus, ding-dong. Or, or it's the people who are ding-dongs. I think Gavin Newsom knows exactly what he's doing in slashing the constitutional rights of California residents. He's setting them up. He's setting them up for more tax. He's spending money he doesn't have, but who cares? He'll just tax more. That's what's coming, by the way. You talk about a a relapse? Huh. You're going to have a relapse in higher taxes in California and New York for sure. Take it to the bank. But if the economy, X amount of it stays closed, even though Donald Trump is saying open it up, I don't know if Donald Trump survives this in terms of re-election. I mean it. And so, in the end, it's incumbent upon us, the American people and residents of these blue states, to stand up to these radicals and say, you know what? You need to reopen my favorite restaurant before it goes out of business permanently. You know what? 
You need to allow people to move about freely wherever they want in California. You know what? You need to be able to go to the beach in California. It's going to take the people. And I hope that even in California and the lemmings that are saying, oh, the Gavin Newsom's doing such a great job, I hope they wake up one morning and they realize, hey, wait a minute. This just doesn't make sense anymore. And they rise up and they tell Gavin Newsom to go to hell because that's where he's going, in my opinion, because of this government overreaction, politically motivated government overreaction with the intentions of harming the re-election chances of the 45th president of the United States. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>